Hey friend, welcome back to the Love Your Bible Podcast. Today we're going to learn how to observe the text. Well, hey friend, it's the Love Your Bible Podcast because the point of this podcast is to help you, yep, you guessed it, love your Bible. Because here's what um, I truly believe, that if you love your Bible, then you will, well, you'll love God, you'll serve people, and you'll live a life that matters. So um, yeah, this podcast, if you're new to it, it's just a weekly to try to get you to love your Bible more. Like that's the goal. So if you've been here for a while, if you've been checking in, hopefully every Thursday, you're reminded just to love your Bible more, how to engage it, what to do with it. And so we've been in a four-part series of just how to engage the scriptures. And what we're going to do now is we're going to take a deep dive over the next four weeks, and we're going to really ask the question, okay, how exactly do you study the Bible? In other words, we talked about observing interpret gospel apply but how do we really do those things like how do we really observe a text interpret a text how do we really put the gospel framework to a text and then how do we apply it to our lives so that's what we're going to talk about over these next four weeks so we're going to start with the first part of bible study which is going to be observation okay so the very first thing is to observe the text now the work we are going to be doing is called exegesis okay and that's kind of a a churchy theological word just to talk about bible study okay that's what you want to do okay you want to exegete a text. Now, that word exegete, there's another word, which is eisegesis. Okay, so we don't want to do that. You want to exegete, you don't want eisegete. All right, so let's talk about those two words. Um, So uh, what exegesis means is to draw something out. Okay, now eisegesis means to read meaning into. So that's a big difference, right? So to exegete, you're drawing the meaning out of a text. If you do eisegesis, you're reading meaning into a text. So if you do exegesis, you're trying to say, what does this text say? I'm going to dig in it. I'm going to draw things out of it. But if you're doing eisegesis, you come to a text basically already thinking you know it. And then you are going to um, put foreign meaning into the text because it's what you already want it to say. It's what you would like it to say. Um, So we are going to do exegesis. Now, one way you can kind of think about, okay, this is the way to do it. Think about like an excavator, right? What does an excavator do? Well, it digs out. So we're going to exegete. We're going to excavate the text. Now, eisegesis, um, if you look at the word, it's E-I-S-E-G-E-S-I-S. So that word starts with a E-I-S. Now you can see it's got an I in it. So we're going to, you notice the I. The I is putting I into the text. You're putting your preconceived thoughts, what you already think. So eisegesis, it's bad. It's got an I in it. It's all about you. We want exegesis, right? We want to be an excavator. We're going to dig into a text. We're going to find out what is already there in a passage. That's what we want to do when we study the Bible. Now, David Helm has a really good book on expository preaching, and uh, but he has a really cool thing to think about when it comes to studying the Bible. So I'm going to give it to you. Um, he says it's really important that when you're studying a text, that the first lens you look through is them then. And I think this is so important, okay? Because the other lens we're going to look through is us now. 
So them then represents the biblical audience. So that's them. And then then it's back in biblical times, right? So when you come to a text, what you're tempted to do when you start studying is you think, well, this text obviously has to do with me. (laughs) It's obviously about me because the whole world's about me. So you typically look at a text and you think about how does this apply to me right now? But what you need to do, first of all, is to think about, okay, how does this text, what does it mean to them then? So I'm actually, let's say you're reading Philippians, okay? So when you get to Philippians, you need to first think about when you're reading a paragraph, okay, what is Paul communicating to the Philippian church? What did this mean for them? What did it mean back then? So when Paul says certain commands, when he says certain things, How would they have taken it? How would they have believed this? How would they have obeyed this text? Because it's really going to help you to understand what God is actually saying. If we skip that process and we just go to us now, then we might bypass what God actually said in the text because we've made it all about us rather than the actual audience it was communicated to. So in the first step of Bible study, when you're observing a text, you're really thinking about the text through them, then glasses. And then as we interpret the text next week and apply it to ourselves, then we can start to ask, okay, what about us now? So that would be a a bridge that we're going to cross. Now, speaking of bridges that we're going to cross, it was John Stott who came out with this idea of a bridge. And so this might be a helpful metaphor. Um, He talks about between two worlds in a preaching that he wrote. And he says, essentially, in Bible study, um, we are going between two worlds. So we go to the world of the Bible, and then we come to the world of ourselves. And he says the first thing to do when you're studying a text is to cross over the bridge into them then territory. So you're going into the biblical world first, and then once you figure out what the original audience heard, then you're going to walk back over the bridge, and of course you're going to apply it to yourself. So this is really important that you study through them then lenses. You're going to the world of the Bible before you come to the world of ours. So as you get ready to study a text, a few things to know. You actually need to get a text, so you're going to have to pick one. Um, so when you select a biblical text, I encourage Um, If you're just doing personal Bible study to walk through books of the Bible, so maybe you're doing Philippians, you're just going to take that first chunk of Philippians, okay? And you're going to study through that. And you want to ask some pre-study questions before you get in the text. A good one is, is this the Old Testament or the New Testament? Because if it's the Old Testament, then you're going to have to interpret things a little bit different. And we'll do a whole episode on uh, looking at the Old Testament versus the New Testament. But you're just going to need to know that Jesus is not found in the Old Testament, but there are tons of ways to get to Jesus in the Old Testament. Um, so you need to be aware of that. You're going to have to think through the gospel a little bit more if you're in the Old Testament than if you're in the New Testament where it's a little more obvious. Uh, You also need to think about genre. There's a lot of different genres in the Bible. There's gospel, there's poetry, there's prose, there's narrative, there's epistles, there's um, apocalyptic literature. There's all these different genres, so it's really helpful for you to know which one uh, you're in. And then you need to pray. You need to pray because uh, you need to be desperate, dependent, and dumb 
when you are going to the Bible for study. You need to realize, God, I need you because I don't know anything apart from you. So now we're going to actually observe the text, okay? So what do we do? Well, the goal, I love what uh, Jim Shaddix says. He says, the goal of studying a text is to find the mind of the Spirit in the text. I just love that, the mind of the Spirit. You're trying to read the Spirit's mind behind this text. Why did the Spirit say what he said in this particular text? What did he wish to communicate to this biblical audience? Again, you want to find the mind of the Spirit So to do that, you're going to go across the bridge to them-then territory, okay? Now, Ramis Richards, he wrote this really, really helpful book, and he talks about when you study the Bible that you need to think about like a body, okay? So it's going to be, um, when you're looking at a text, you want to think about a human body. Now, a human body um, has flesh, bones, and a heart, And what he says is the same thing is true with a biblical text. A biblical text has flesh, bones, and a heart. And I think if you can think through a text like this, it will be helpful. And I'll explain to you why. So, for instance, let's think about flesh, bones, and heart. So, the flesh of a text is the actual words that you see. It's what you read, right? So, you're reading through But if you notice, let's say you read a paragraph, well, you're just seeing a bunch of words together, and as you read through them, you're looking at the flesh. It's the obvious part of the text. It's the words themselves. But here's what you need to know. Behind the flesh, behind those words, there is a structure, and those are going to be the bones. And what you want to do as a Bible student is you want to try to find the structure of the text. Why is this sentence written in this way? What is trying to be communicated? How does this go together with this? So you're looking for the bones, and then just like any skeleton that has skin on it, when you find the bones, eventually in the bones, you're going to find a heart. And the heart is going to be the main point of that text. So you want to try to get to the heart, and we're going to talk about how to do that in an upcoming episode. But today we're going to look at the flesh and then the bones. Okay, so stay with me. We've got a few more minutes. So study helps. I love to print out a text. It's my favorite way to study the Bible. So print it out so you can mark it up. Um, And what you want to do first is just to read and reread and reread and reread the text. You want to read that paragraph enough where you start to get the author's flow. What's the author saying? What does he want his readers to know? Then you want to mark up your text. Okay, so you're going to mark up the words. Remember, that's the flesh. You're trying to find, okay, how does this flesh, how do I see the bones underneath it? So what I like to do is mark up words using circle squares and lines and highlighters. And you're looking for long words. You're looking for repeated words. You're looking for unusual words. You want to notice keywords and the relationship to other words. Um, and then you just want to try to make your own highlights. So I just suggest squares for uh, keywords that don't move. That's just how I think about them. These are mainly nouns. So God, salvation, kingdom, heaven. You want to highlight those with a circle, or I'm sorry, with a square. And then circles, you want to circle keywords that move. These would be verbs, okay? Action, uh, saved, 
taut, okay? So it's what the squares are doing. And then lines, you just want to underline key phrases. You want to put links to words so you can kind of make zigzags down through your text. Maybe salvation is repeated a few times, so you want to connect those together. Maybe God's mentioned a few times, you want to connect those together. Again, you're just trying to identify, okay, in the midst of this flesh, there's 50 words in this paragraph. What are the 10 key words that I really want to focus in on? And then when you have your words marked up, maybe you do some colors, um, you have kind of a pattern that you're looking for, then what you want to do is look for structure. And these are the bones, all right? You're going to feel the passage for bones, okay? Bones are the little important words, okay? (laughs) They're those little words like for and because and so that, in order that, until, to, against, those little words that make all the difference in the meaning of a paragraph. So you're looking for big bones and little bones. So what is the difference between a big bone and a little bone? Okay, well, big bones are words that connect um, sentences, and little bones are words that connect words. Okay, so you have little bones and big bones. Again, little bones, they connect words. So like salvation of God, okay? Well, of would be a small bone, and it's connecting salvation and God. What kind of salvation? Salvation of God, all right? Um, So that would be an example of a little bone. A big bone connects a sentence or a phrase. So uh, for instance, Romans 1.16, for I'm unashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation, So that word for would be a big bone because it's connecting from unashamed of the gospel. Well, well, why? Why are you unashamed of the gospel? Why should we be unashamed of the gospel? For, big bone, connecting two major thoughts. For, it is the power of God for salvation. Okay, so you have some little bones, right, of God for salvation. So those are connecting the God and power and salvation. But that big bone is that one that connects those sentences together. This is telling you why, the for, the, the what really matters when it comes to um, this sentence. So again, what you're trying to do is you're trying to look at the flesh, look at the words, and you want to identify bones. What's the structure behind these bones? And as you identify the structure, you'll begin to see, oh, here's what's being said. Now, when you get some words, you can always look them up in um, a a dictionary. You can do cross-reference. You can use blue letter Bible to find like the Greek or the Hebrew word that's behind that. Um, There's a lot of things you can do But what you're really trying to do in observation is you're trying to ask, what does this text say? And you want to observe words, you want to observe relationships, you want to ask questions, you want to answer the questions. But the way that I find it the best to observe a text, okay, we're going to kind of sum it up. The way you really observe a text is you have to do work with the flesh, okay? You have to do work with the actual words that are there. You're highlighting, circle, you're making lines, you're trying to bring out what's important in this text. You want to make those to the surface, and then when you get the words identified, now you're looking for bones. Now you're looking for structure. Okay, what are the big bones and what are the small bones? What are those connecting words? What are those words of purpose? What are those words that are telling me this is why this is here and this is why it's not? Um, So that's what I do when I observe a text. Remember, you're starting out 
them then, and you want to ask, what is God saying? What's happening in this actual text? Hey, I know we only had 15 minutes, and there's a lot to talk about in observation, but hey, we're going to leave it at that because I want to keep this to 15 minutes or less. I hope this has been helpful, and I hope you'll have fun this week observing the text. Next week, we'll talk about what is it like to interpret. Hey, have fun and go love your Bible.